Mods Deprogram, the podcast where we try to get you into a band. And yes, no matter what you think, this that is appropriate. Like <laughs> that is so appropriate. It's staying. Start over? No, 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 no. That's staying in because, like, there's there's a whole thing. Um, I'll, I'll say this because you know this is the second time this has happened to me. Um, this is not the None More Black episode. This is just a tribute. Uh, unfortunately, technology defeated me once again, and we lost we lost the original episode of None More Black. And so we're we're getting together to re-record it, ish. And uh, like, it's it's been a journey to get here. So let's just say that. Um, we're, let's just dive in here again. We're we're talking about None More Black today. Um, the the one thing I want to do that's the same this go around is for Randy as you're you put none more black on the board if I recall correctly why did you want to talk about none more black today well outside of I didn't want to talk about them today I wanted to talk about them a month ago and we did but here we are uh I put them on the board because it's a band that I kind of really connected with back when they came out in like 2003 2004 and like i i was following along their fat rec band and i was following along on you know the recent fat rec stuff because i happen to like all the bands so i wanted to know okay if these bands are good then what other bands are coming out of this and you know um the lead singer jason was the lead singer for kid dynamite which was a popular hardcore band and that kind of like put them at attention with people and you know, I, I I think the first time I listened to File Under Black, I thought, okay, yeah, not bad. And then it really didn't hit me until the Rock Against Bush record came out, where the first song off of the first, uh, they, they had two versions off of the first soundtrack, was a song called There's Nothing to Do When You're Locked, locked in a Vacancy. And that, from the start of that record, sets like this insane tone of this is what this record is going to be. It's it, it is a fast, hardcore, just ripper of a song. And unfortunately, we couldn't use it because they don't have that record on Spotify. So we had to uh, we had to kind of forego it. But it would absolutely that is an absolute banger. Yeah, yeah it would have absolutely been in the top ten. And I think after that, it kind of sparked me like, okay, pay more attention now. Pay more attention to this band. Pay attention to the melodies. Pay attention to the songwriting aspect. And, you know, as they kind of grew and they kind of accelerated, I started to get attached to them even more because you kind of, you know, this is one thing that we talked about is that uh, Jason's writing a lot of lyrics about his own battle with mental illness. And that's something that I was dealing with at the time as well. And it just kind of somewhere in there, it kind of connected with me that, you know, these songs are exactly what I'm going through in a phase of my life that it was a challenge because it was like 18, 19 years old. And you don't know what the fuck is going on when you're 18, 19 years old. So it all put in, but really like, you know, going back and having the full re-listen this past year at some point, you know, way earlier. You know, back in like <laughs> 2022, maybe, maybe 2021. Oh, yeah, those happy days. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yeah, like it, it kind of reaffirmed my 
you know, my, my love for them just by like hearing just how they produce songs and how they were doing things that nobody else was doing. Yet <clears throat> nobody was really paying attention to what they were doing. And I think a lot of the songs that we ended up picking for this ended up, they're right in that wheelhouse. Pretty much all of them. They are specifically number more black songs. Uh, Agreed. As I, you know, we, we talked briefly when you first came on, you, you said you didn't get a chance to kind of re, re-listen. I was listening to our list, which, by the way, uh, 10 songs, 24 minutes. Um, you can't. Snappy, baby. Yeah, Gotta you, get it in, get it out. You yeah. can't You can't beat that. Um, so I, I already, <laughs> before we even get into the songs, like I recommend, you know, just touching base with that. But yeah, like I, I immediately I was I was brought back. Oh, yeah, this is that band. This, this is what they do. And so. Props to ourselves. A little pat on the it's back. It's absolute, absolute shit kicking rock and roll, man. Like, uh, it's in your face, in and out, get the job done. You know, I, I, as far as like for me, like I, Lifetime was like my favorite band growing up. And I followed, uh, Dan's career all the way to Kid Dynamite, right? And then like Kid Diamond broke up. They split into Paint It Black and No More Black. And I followed Dan to Paint It Black. And I was like, how could No More Black possibly be good? Because they broke up and went into two bands with Black in the name. This is ridiculous. Like, I literally, I literally felt that way. And it took me so long to listen to this band, and it was so dumb. Uh, and it was, it was cool to be a grown-ass man, and you guys asked me to do this. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to really sit down and do this. And, like, it's not a big catalog. If you, if you, you dig this playlist, you should listen to the whole damn thing. Absolutely. Uh, but, like, I diving through it i was like man i could have taken so much from this like randy touched on the um the mental health aspect of it and like especially because half these songs are about how he needs music to express himself otherwise he'll go absolutely insane but also he hates being in a band and like i was living that (laughs) you know what i mean i hated it sometimes like being on the road with like sometimes you just like the the touring is the great other people for us yeah well it it gave you life it gave you a reason to wake up in the morning uh and like you and you're like oh i can communicate on a grand scale like i'm just this weird uh kind of introverted extrovert weirdo kid that like found a way to talk to people and like these songs say that like how he's just like counting on the music to get me through the day and counting on the antihistamine so i can play like that's the most real lyric i've ever heard in my entire life you know <laughs> uh and like I, it was just dumb that i didn't reach out uh, i didn't listen rather when when i had like you were talking about how like it spoke to you when you're in that place, I mean, this could have really helped me. And uh, uh, I didn't really listen to it until I got older, which is cool, man. It's cool to come to it later. But um, and I will say, too, like, I think that I'm the agent of chaos for this podcast, because the last time I was on the show, I broke a tooth live on air. <laughs> and now and now we've lost the show. So I feel really good about the destruction I've caused. <laughs> and we decided to do less than Jake, right? Oh, listen, dude, I can't get them down to 20 songs. You got your mind? I'll try. I know you uh, how do we even get them down to like a suitable album number? It'll be I, insane. I, I hear you. Uh, then the last thing I'll say, like on 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 No More Black, is like I think some of, one of the beautiful things about Jason's art in general, and I touched on this like pretty eloquently last time we talked, so I'm gonna just fart it out now. Uh, like like I think a beautiful thing about his fart. art. Oh, it's all good, man. Because like, you know what it is. It's we're doing it No More Black style. We're in, we're out, right? Yep, that's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, like his art is ephemeral. Like. He does these bands and he leaves and never comes back. He doesn't do reunions. He doesn't like do like, I mean, they icons, obviously they got back together to do it, but it was only like a short lived thing. And he just goes on to one project to the next. They're all completely different. They bing, bang, boom, bang the drum, get out. 
And he's like, he does a piece of art that is based on the way his mental state is at that time. And that's it. That's a snapshot of that part of Jason's life. And I think that's so rad about his whole catalog, you know? So I want to, I want to tag here because like, uh, I think you kind of nailed. So I wanted to make sure that this band got the love it deserves. That's yeah. the biggest reason why I was like, look, we, we need to re-record it. Like not just cause content. Yeah, of course. But also because like I said, like they, they deserve it, but it almost is, it almost is poetic that we lost the episode and that we do have to do it like they would like hell yeah we have to punch it in the face and do it fast and loose and and just kind of boom here you go this is this is this is what we do so we're doing it just like them um now the the next level of, of the show is where we would ask you know hey for the final say how many do you think you get unanimously and randy started us off with a six he, he said hey i think we're gonna get six Chris took him up, up one, seven. Yep. And then I think I was going for, hey, let me be the pessimist here and go four because I thought not a big discography, but I think we might be in, in other pockets of, of the of the discog. Very happy to have been wrong. We got eight through unanimously. Now, before we start like getting into like the actual songs that we hit, do either of you kind of want to like talk about something that maybe missed that like completely that you can't believe or or you know, if you had like notes about songs that that you know aren't on the list, yeah, I got I got a couple here. I think mostly with the songs that I picked and didn't make it, I knew those songs weren't going to make it, but I wanted them to have representation because this time around, I heard these songs differently than I did back in you know my 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 teens and twenties. Uh, one of them being off of. Um, uh, file under black zero tolerance drum policy and that to me is like almost like a slasher film type song that it was that's off, one of my last cuts too yeah mm-hmm, it starts off like all this bright and bloomy and it has a really catchy punk rock riff and then all of a sudden the ball drops and it's like somebody's fucking chasing you and i don't know if i ever got that from that song back then but hearing it now and understanding what I felt from that song now, yeah, yeah, that's that's good stuff. Anything, yeah. anything you wanted to jump on before we uh, move on, Chris? Yeah, so I remember uh, pushing real hard for risk management. I don't think anybody else had it, right? Yeah, because like uh, for me, like no, I know, it, like, in the convo, yeah, Justin must have had it. I, I didn't take it. it. It's a two. It oh a yeah. Two, yeah. So like uh, I remember being like, because like for me, uh, the songs everyone associates with this band are like either Everyday Balloons or Dinners for Suckers, right? But like when I think of this band, Risk Management, like is that a fire like you, like you, like that song is what comes up for me. It's also really interesting to me because it's the only uh, like non-voyeuristic song they have. Like most of the songs are all from Jason's perspective, and it's always like this is how Jason feels about X Y Z. But this is like besides this and like uh, one of the songs we picked is really him going after somebody, like speaking as himself, talking to someone in the third person. So it's a kind of, it feels different from the rest of the tunes, which I think maybe is why it's not as great representative wise, but like sound wise to me, that's like the song that I think of when I think of this band. It's got, it's just got like that rollicking 77, uh, like elevated power chord with a little bit of like harmonic and catchy vocal and like repetitive stuff that you can sing along to, you know, it's just what I think of, you know? I think we have to also mention here a big part of who No More Black is, is their song titles. 
And <laughs> most of these song titles, especially off the first record, are references to pop culture, mostly Seinfeld and risk management. Of course, there's a whole episode <laughs> where, oh yeah, George um, puts risk management, like expert in rich, uh, rich man. <laughs> an expert in that on his resume and people, you know, you go into job interviews and like, Oh, tell us about your experience in risk management. And he was just, (laughs) this was just supposed to be some BS thing (laughs) that, you know, made, made me look better. But (laughs) I told, I I remember talking about how like all the Seinfeld references are going to fall dead on me. (laughs) (laughs) I got, I got the one ball rats reference. That's all I get. Yeah, <laughs> there's the off space one too. I get that one, obviously. I mean, <laughs> everyday balloons. I believe that was from an episode with Kramer and something about Thanksgiving Day balloons and dinners for suckers. I think is the cool, the funnest scene and the most funniest scene out of what the song titles are. Because in Dinner for Suckers, it's an episode where he gets the guy to clean his house and he's, you know, dating like uh, an artist that Elaine is having trouble with. And they're both like terrible human beings. And I think Jerry is uh, accusing them of stealing a statue that he has in his house. (laughs) So when they're kind of confronted about it, like Jerry, like Elaine's kind of holding Jerry back, like don't say anything. And, you know, they want to leave the place. They're like, we want to get out of here. And they, um, and the two other people are like, oh, no, stay for dinner, stay for dinner. And Jerry's like, no, dinner's for suckers. It's just <laughs> such a great line. <laughs> that's great. So there you go. That's what you got to look forward to, folks. Uh, we are going to take a quick pause. And when we come back, the game's already been played. Spoilers. But uh, we're going to talk about the game that we played. <laughs> when we come back, it's the programmed. Kickstart your road to fitness with the Hard Work Works Fitness app for all ability levels. Full gym, no gym, no problem. What's included? Over 200 workout plans available for every situation from a full gym to no equipment at all. Nutrition guide to help you stay on track. And all of this is only $10 a month. There's a special offer for deprogram listeners. Use promo code STUPID and get your first month free. The Hard Work Works Fitness app. Decide, commit, succeed. And join the hustle today. All right, I think it went good. And yeah. with that, the name of the game is Deprogrammed. And uh, we played a month ago this game where we listened to None More Black, the entire discography, plucked out 20 songs that we then mashed together to create a top 10 starter kit for you in case you had never heard of None More Black. And you're right, Chris. It did. I, I think that first part went swimmingly. And uh, you know what? Again, keeping with the attitude... I think we're we're leaving all of that in. Um, what I wanted to do is, <laughs> is we don't usually get to do this, is um, give you little clips of, and you know maybe even I'll turn the volume under, you know, down as we're talking about the songs. But we don't usually get to like really listen to the songs. We just kind of, you know, the ones that are unanimous we listen to when we hit it, and then it kind of goes away. But uh, we did get eight through unanimous. We're gonna leave one alone because it was our our number one. Um, so we're going to go right to this one. This one's already been brought up. We, uh, had everyday balloons and right off the bat, like that's the band that's the band that that introduces you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, I guess I did say before, like that I think of other tunes, but this obviously is a perfect introduction to this band and a great song. I mean, I think it's, I just played it out over the years, you know? You know, as many of these as I've, I've as I've done, like 
the so for bands that I'm familiar with that that excuse sometimes that's your excuse for dropping a song out sometimes sure. sometimes there's bands where like you have played it out but you you can realize that nah man like if you haven't heard of this band you should still hear this and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe that's where you fell in, you know, as, as well, that, your that's actually my argument for it being the, the one we put on top. I remember because I was like, I, I don't consider it. But like, if I'm going to recommend No More Black to a person, I can't in good conscience not tell them to listen to this song first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only thing I had against that in that argument was that I thought that it had more of like Jason's like shrieking and shredding vocals. And I think sure. to introduce somebody into this band, maybe a little bit easier with all of the elements that really work for them. Cause he has a good voice too. Like it's Absolutely. a very prominent voice and people kind of maybe listen to that. They're like, eh, what is he doing? Is he speak singing? Like, is he really singing or is he just like, he, he comes off as very angry during all of this. Yeah, I mean, in his, in his more recent projects, he is, it's, he's mostly melodically singing. That's uh, insane. I can, I yeah, can't I, picture that. I mean, I, I don't know if everybody can hear it, but I'm currently on Bluetooth headphones driving through Florida right now because I'm in Florida for work. Uh, otherwise, I'd look up the name of the band, the last project he did. But like, uh, it's it's mostly like uh, indie inspired um, hard rock with like melodic vocals. It's really pretty stuff. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd... Yeah, yeah. It's good. He's got two two newer bands uh, since since No More Black, actually. Yeah. Hit me up with those in 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 our No More Black chat. I think I, I absolutely up. will. Yeah. In particular, the first album from his current band is like really, really good. I, I, it's, I sound so pathetic that I can't think of the name, but there it is. Yeah. <laughs> so the next song that uh, came up unanimous, and I don't remember the order. I'm just going in the order that I have, you know, here. Uh, this is another song that came up already: the ratio of people to cake. Here, let me Hell yeah. So what I love about this is like, you know, as we played Everyday Balloons, you know, Randy immediately goes, yeah, and there's the band. Um, right. Like as I'm listening to this before we came back on, you know, again, with with we recorded this on fe- the first one, February 7th. So it's already been over a month since we recorded, meaning I'm probably like two months from listening to this band, like separated about right on. To be able to push play on this playlist and hear these songs and immediately be brought right back to what I thought of None More Black. And while every Everyday Balloons put me right there, like going into ratio, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, they they do do a little bit different stuff, too. Yeah, the transitions in this tune get me so much. Like, the transition in that first verse, like, into the palm meter guitar, and then, like, the... Take about it, tell me not to care. Like in the chorus. Oh my god. Like the transition. Like, let it go. No. Oh, it's like turn a lemon. Like it's like it's like hook after hook, like two separate hooks. Like it it's like it's like a pop song. Like it's it's like listening to a Lily Allen song, but like but like a punk rock song, you know what I mean? Because there's multiple right. hooks that hook you in different ways, you know. I have to mention uh, you know, big reason why I love the song and why I wanted to pick it here. I had a little story about it and I'll kind of tell the cliff notes of it here, but I went to go see them. Not, they were like the second band of six that were playing and uh, headlined by uh, the other one that you've done with us, Chris, uh, Bouncing Souls. Hell yeah. And 
and they came out and they played a couple songs. I believe they played Dinners for Suckers like second or third song in. So after the song, they kind of stop and they're just like, you know, switching out gear or whatever. And I'm right in front. I'm on the rail and I'm just like, Horatio, people to cake. Because I wanted to scream something. And <laughs> that was the next song in on the album. And then Jason just gives me the dead, angry stare. And it's just like, are we done yet? <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll be quiet. <laughs> I love that you tried to do Jason voice when you said it. Are we done yet? like i don't know like four or five songs later he actually like points to me and gives me a nod so and then i got the set list at the end of the night so big one nice he's a real one (laughs) uh so staying on the same record file under black the next one unanimous was drop the pop here let me uh, oh yeah turn this back up and That's fucking Ragnarok right there. Like, that should be played in front of 18,000 people in Madison Square Garden. That kind of song. Hell, With hell everybody yes. jumping up and down and, like, waiting for that anticipated moment where they finally get into... It's, it's got such a perfect build to it and such a great climactic moment when it does happen. And who can't relate uh, to a guy singing about feeling weird at a funeral? Like, it's yeah. like the easiest thing to ever relate to. Yeah. Actually, but, when we first recorded this, I, I had just come from my, unfortunately, my best friend's mom's funeral, like like a day after. Yeah, man. And it was like pretty cathartic to talk about this song. Uh, I remember uh, when we did it and like the, it was like, pretty sure I can't, I don't believe in God, but I can pretend for a little while. Like that part gets me every time, you know? Oh gosh. It's great. It's, it's so good. And to your point, Randy, like the, the anthemic nature of the guitar in the beginning, uh, it's like a little bit uplifting, but the whole topic is so downputting. It's like really interesting. So the next one on our list, next unanimous, was, oh, there's legwork. Oh? Oh. I love that there's another great anthemic type song. Yeah. And I was just going to say, like, I I like that it almost has like, you know, like a dropkick Murphy's type energy to it too. Like like that Irish Boston rock. A little rollicking. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) My old roommate used to call this the perfect pop punk song. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, it's ideal. And I think what I love about this is that it kind of goes off melodically. And then there's a change in the verses where they kind of do this like extra strumming thing. Dun, 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 dun. And it's like any other situation, it might feel janky within a song, but somehow they go back to kind of playing open chords and making it work. And it all just blends in together so nicely. And then towards the end, like there's a really cathartic moment. We are the brand new beatniks. We are the down and like, it's a perfect moment. Again, it's too bad that they really couldn't come up with a, a massive fan base because like, I can see, you know, a couple thousand people like being within these moments and singing back to them. 
you know what's funny is you you brought up that line and the first time we listened to it like i i noticed it but like it really stuck out when i listened to it just before we went on and i'm glad you brought it up because it had slipped my mind but like when i heard that this go around it's like oh shit that's fucking awesome how did i miss that last oh yeah yeah so, psychopathic uh, broken rhythm like that's such a great line too yeah so yeah it's music for bleeding your feelings out of your pores man it's absolutely like, it's just about getting feeling the rawness of being a human and like and that's why i love how voyeuristic the lyrics are like it's always about his like naked thoughts like laid bare like things you don't say out loud you know and I, I think sometimes that gets lost because, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, a lot of loud guitar and he's he's like yelling. And, you know, I, I used to be a lead singer in a band and my wife asked me once, why do you yell? Or actually, I think she played my band for like somebody she worked with and her coworker <laughs> goes, why is he yelling like that? And when <laughs> she brought that to me. She asked me and I'm like, well, how the hell else am I supposed to say that? <laughs> like. Right. I I read, the, I read the lyric to her and I'm like, how else am I supposed to say that? Like, am I supposed to sing that? Like, I'm I'm mad. <laughs> I'm desperately trying to communicate with you. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, one of these I know was like a shocker that I don't know if it was this one that uh was a shocker was unanimous, but the next one is under my feet. Oh, my favorite song of all time. That's not a shocker. You're listening to this, this is, you're getting the idea, though. This is the one that really puts it all together in perspective of, like, what it feels like to go through mental health issues and what it feels like to have anxiety. And, like, I don't know if I really understood that back then, but something always stuck with me with that song, kind of knowing that, I mean, you recited the line before, uh, I, I live off antihistamine so I can, like, that's, you know, such a prominent line in oh. the little things like that is like, yeah, okay, I I can connect with that. I understand that. And, you know. Dude, what rock and roll song opens with uh, a guy completely laying bare that his OCD has crippled him? To the point where you cannot leave his bedroom. That's literally what the first verse is about. It's a rock and roll song that kicks you in the teeth where he's talking about how he is weak and unable to defeat his mental demons. It's amazing! Right? <laughs> and so it's, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's poetic in its own little punk rock way, of course, but I, I, that's really why I wanted to do this show on number more black was because i think a lot of people were really missing out on all these aspects and kind of what you were saying with you know your wife showing your band uh to a co-worker it's the yelling and stuff that's all surface level that's mm -hmm. like the first thing that you hear and if you're turned off by that and you can't understand where they're coming from then it's just not for you but if you kind of feel it and you kind of like understand it then go a little bit further with it because it's 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 there and it's really incredibly relatable. Yep. I remember there was a girl I was dating uh, at the end of college, and it was like like towards I, I guess 2008 because I was I was graduating, and I I did what you used to do back in the day. I made her a little mix CD because she lived pretty far away from my apartment and she had to drive all the way. 
when I talked to her the next day, she's like, I liked every song in that record except for that Under My Feet song, and I never talked to her again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that wasn't Cassandra Martinez, was it? No, God, no. Cass and I were together <laughs> actually right before that. This is the girl I saw right after Cass. That's hilarious. Brandy Do I, I know her? I feel like I knew most of your girlfriends at the time. No, no, I don't think you knew. I don't want to say the person's name. Yeah, uh, that's right. Put them on uh, blast. You probably met her, but it was it was the girl I dated right after cast. And it was very short, and this was actually the reason why. <laughs> wow, sorry. Yeah, right. that's that's so punk. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Brian. I'm just that cool. <laughs> so our, our next one, uh, next this is again another unanimous, which I think we were all shocked with, even though you guys went six and seven, uh, with the transit coat on. Mm. Oh yeah. It's so nice to get a nice little reminder like that. <laughs> yeah, you just makes me want to kick something. <laughs> well, and I think the other cool thing is with with all seven of these songs so so far, it's like yeah, I rarely get a chance to like go back and listen to the ten that we make. Like that that's the one positive here of me not doing what I was supposed to do is hearing this and going, no, yeah, we're right, <laughs> we're right. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing, man. It's true because like uh, we we get so myopic when we're talking about our twenty songs and like the reasons why we're arguing whether they should go. It's we forget that we really did come out with a banging little product. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't. Th- th- I feel like this one was early on, and you know it was always. Yeah. It was, it was I think always, we played it early. Yeah. Um, but energy wise, like I told, I kept telling you guys, I kept pointing to energy, energy, energy was definitely like what I was after, and again, like kind of to randy to keep hammering home randy's point like now i've got another listen i got another layer this go around so like next go around you know maybe i'll i'll get even tighter with the lyrics it's like this is a this is a band that will reveal itself to you if you allow them to i i I think it's the point that we're, we're we're trying to get at yep absolutely and i i i I love this song and it's kind of one of those things where like you just kind of remember those call and response moments that one day i'll sing hoorah 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 like that's so ingrained in my memory i can just be walking around the house and that will pop up in my brain the hilarious thing is it's like we were talking about before this one actually messes me up because it's it's about the struggle between taking psych psycho medicines to fix your mental shit or just struggling with it on your own like a psychosomatic stuff like that you need medication to help because like the pill will help me sleep but also it makes me shit myself it's like do i you know you know what i mean it sounds like a catchy rock and roll tune that you want to like slam a 10 pack and drive off a cliff but really it's about struggling with mental health it's so wild like And that's that's that goes back to the whole kurt cobain thing he's the one that likes all the pretty songs songs and like how he's writing in a perspective that people that are listening are like, oh no, this, this is just great music. And I love to like slam dance and shit like that. But you look again beyond the surface and it's a whole other layer of what these songs mean. You don't yeah. know what it means. Like literally. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't know what it means. Hey, uh, that's that's the best Nirvana song. I'll, I'll die on that hill. Wow. <laughs> I love that song. It's either that or Sliver, which is a ridiculous choice. But uh, I got I got Drain You very high. That's a good song. I'm not saying there's no other good Madonna. Uh, Madonna. There's great Madonna songs. No oh, other yeah. good Nirvana songs. 
<laughs> well, you guys are we'll the switch there. You guys are uh, in in the presence of somebody who uh, will go to bed and die for uh, in all of in utero. So, like the the sooner we leave this co- this part of the conversation, the better. Um, I love it. <laughs> the next thing, uh, the the last one that we have before we get to our or our la- last unanimous before we get back to our number one. You suck, but your peanut butter is okay. If I recall, is this the one that we were kind of shocked that got through? No, this is like one of their best songs. So I don't know. You gotta have this, yeah. So maybe, yeah, I think it was with the transit code on that we were probably a little shocked by. Because the I rest of them, but I, I guess it didn't. I thought well, we did it get close. Is that what it was? It, yeah, it had two votes. I think you and I had okay. it, and then we got to the point where we needed we dance on the ruins of the stupid stage, and then we were like, do we really want to put in something from icons? And that's what we decided upon. So Zing Pong kind of got left on, off the the cutting room floor. Randy, you got to tell the story. This one's important. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So this one is about they were opening for against me on a tour at one point and against me had just signed uh it says in the story it's that they just signed with fat wreck but i i want to say it was when they actually you know uh sold out quote unquote and went to i don't know what their major was probably like atlantic or something like that and people were really pissed at the time because you know this was a time where the worst thing that you could do in the punk rock community was give your music away to major labels and you know have radio songs and have music videos and that was very much frowned upon if you if you talk about gilman street anytime that a band would sign with a major label that played consistently at, at gilman street you look at green day offspring rancid they said you're not allowed to play here anymore and that's a legendary venue that's doing that and you know i think from the standpoint of like why people were pissed they i don't i mean actually let me let me just take it from this direction i think that the idea of the song was that people would kind of bombard them backstage and kind of try and find them and call them out and while doing so they would you know take their catering and and kind of eat their their chips and their and their peanut butter and all that crap and you know jason saw it and he was pretty pissed off about it and he was just like kind of implies that they took their identities from the music too like you you didn't even come up with this on your own (laughs) you know what i mean yeah 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 Yeah. and the thing too like i i want to say like against me are if not the best they are definitely the most important band of my lifetime and there was no way that Laura Jane Grace was going to write songs that good and the rest of the world wasn't going to notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had to be an idiot. If you're getting on the ground floor with that band, that's fucking awesome. Like, cheers to you. Like, I hope that your campfires in the woods of Gainesville with Laura were fun, because I bet they were. But if you were dumb enough to think that the rest of the world wasn't going to notice what, how fucking good the songs she writes are, you're out of your mind. You, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. There was no way that band wasn't going to get a shot. You, you, like no chance like so like you how dare you try to tell an artist that they shouldn't take the chance or like that they shouldn't take an opportunity in front of them because at the end of the day it's like 
you're doing it for I'm doing this for myself, man. And like doing it for I, family I'm glad, I'm glad and money, you, of course. Yeah. Maybe if that's what you want. I, I don't think that was Laura's. I mean, Laura has talked about like, especially with like white cross. I don't want to get too in the weeds with against me. But, like especially with like white crosses, like her plan was to do a big radio rock record. That's why there's fucking auto tune on the vocals and like the drums are quantized, right? Like that was the plan. Like we're doing an arena rock record. We're doing a big at big time fucking rock and roll record. But that's the plan, right? So Laura has vision, man, and like. For anybody to have ever fucking said that against me is this, like put it in a box, you're not, that's that's not being a fan, man. That's like, you're just an idiot. Like you're trying to make somebody, you're just like misery loving company or something. I don't know. Mm. Like, the, like, uh, reinventing Axel Rose will always exist. You know what I mean? Right. Anyways, I won't go too into against me. I can talk all night. Oh, no. uh, I, oh, just, you know, a, a name drop for a second. Um, there's a book called Sellout that if you haven't read it yet, you absolutely should. And it's like taken me a year to read it and I'm in the middle of it. But every chapter is about how a different band sold out to a major label, anywhere from like Blink-182 to Jawbreaker at the drive-in. Uh, I just read a chapter about the Donnas, like tons of bands that were in that position that people kind of, you know, once they sign major, you know, they, you know, their fan base and whatever kind of changed around. It's, it's a very good read if you haven't gotten to it. I'm yet. all in on that. That sounds great. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds like a good one. So the first one that we had to finagle in, and you already mentioned it, uh, Randy, like you guys basically decided, no, we, we need to have this one. Uh, we dance on the ruins of the stupid stage. So let's uh, get that one up here. And the rash opens up again. We're worn out. For rock's sake, we're worn out. Gotta hit the high notes. Oh, such a great song. And I, I think, like, this is the example of like understanding what pain playing in a rock and roll band does to you. Like, you know, I mean, Bob Seger wrote, you know, turn the page and kind of explained it in his own way in a different setting in a different time period. But this is sort of like the two thousands punk rock version of that, where it's like, we're, you know, we're fucking up and we're doing this every night and we're tired and we're, beaten we're broken but we're finding a way to love this every night too we're finding a way to have fun yep i love that lyric man it ain't easy double working but that's exactly what we're doing yeah <laughs> so yep. good it's a struggle but we're going yeah oh all right it's just it's 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 another anthem of the dichotomy of being a a guy that wants to be an artist and doesn't have the energy to do it <laughs> Man, oh man, can I relate? Um, and then last, you know, I, I say last but not least, this is the last one that we had to argue into uh, Iron Mouth Act. Mm. That riff is so cool. Yeah. Western sitar. Hell yeah. Sense. Why not? So I think we all. If, that's a circle pit <laughs> opening song. Yeah. Dude, I, when that when, when that when the wood block sounds like that, you're gonna die in the pit. <laughs> <laughs>
if I if I recall correctly, I think we all had the same feeling about icons, which is why we made sure that we got something in. Is like I think we all liked it, but like we, I think we felt like most people could find icons on their own if they listened to the rest of None More Black. Yeah, yep. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I I think that's where we landed that was on it. that. Yep. Yeah, pretty it's much. It's a worthy addition to the catalog. It's, there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. It's a ripper, you know. It's just, it's just, it's not number black, you know. Yeah, I, I think, you know, for for me, what happened was when icons came out, I was kind of attached to other music at the time. But when I saw it, I'm like, okay, well, I have to listen to this. This is one of my favorite bands. I have to listen to it, and I gave it one or two listens, and I'm like. Yeah, it kind of sounds like them, but it's not. I'm not getting generating the same like juice and attachment that I did for the songs off file and um, and satire. And well, you know, and going back on it, I, I think what happens is those first th- two records with the EP as well. I have such a bond with those that you know I can't put them up against it and kind of make a comparison. I only took, took two songs off that record. And thankfully, yeah, I, I, the minute I heard that kind of come in after the sitar part, I was like, yep, I'm, I'm sold on that. Like, give me that. Was all it day. still staying? Was that the other one you took? What's that? Was it still staying by Norris? Is it the other thing you took? Uh, no, the other one I picked was when Mickey died. I didn't take Mr. Artistic or still staying, uh, still stern. And I believe there was, was a, stern, my bad. Yeah, I believe there was another. No, those those two were the only ones that made the convo. But I yeah, will say, if you don't listen to that record, you got to hear the riff from Still Stern Like Norris. The intro riff is just like one of the coolest things they ever wrote. That's that that like twenty seconds is the best part of that record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so but Iron Mountain is a banger though. It's a great song. Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't joke. And it, I mean, a great addition to our ten. And then to Absolutely. to close it out, but technically open it up, uh, we picked for our number one. It was a unanimous, it was dinners for suckers. I love those hammer-ons that are happening right now. It's it's just little touches like that that makes this band, you know, you might not be thinking about it, but when you think about songs like that, you're kind of, at first you're singing the riff, then you have to go to to the lead guitar and sing the, the lead guitar part. And yeah, like this is a song, it's just, you know, it's, it's poppy. It is fun to sing. It's got a really catchy chorus. It's, you know, I think we kind of came to the realization that this would be the one because I think anybody can listen to it. And it, it like right from the start too, like that drums that get you right into it. And that one kind of like held like bent chord that sort of lingers there for a second or so like that gets you going. That is the sign of what no more black is. I remember our combo actually, Randy, like we, we were talking about possibly uh, under my feet, right? Cause like I, yeah. I, it's definitely my favorite song. And I think if you are dealing with anything he's talking about in that tune, it's going to speak to you maybe more than any other song that's ever been, especially if you have OCD, but like the, the we all kind of came around and while we talked and we're like, no, in good conscience, if I'm going to show this band to somebody, this is the song they got to hear. 
Like it just right. it is what it is. It's another perfect pop punk song, but it it maybe is a little more perfect than the others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I mean, the, when it started playing just now, like I I was gonna point that out. I was like, we 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 put that perf so many peas. Uh, we put that uh, perfect yeah. pop punk song on another one, but like holy shit, like this this really is that. Like this is it's got that energy. It's got that bounce. It's got it's got bends it's got slides it's it's got everything you want in a pop punk song and it's in a nice little package right in your face a minute 49 can't ask for much better man like let me have your attention for literally less than two minutes and honestly and honestly another band you know kind of on the scale of like a sugar cult or a newfound glory could have wrote that song with different lyrics and kind of a different attitude, but that to me sounds like newfound glory. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't act like NFG didn't have some righteous riffs. <laughs> he did. I love <laughs> newfound glory out of all of those type bands with the good Charlotte's and the simple plan and all that. I always love newfound glory. I wouldn't go that far, but they had some riffs. <laughs> so dinners for suckers was our number one and uh gents like you know again it, it's it sucks to have, have lost it's impossible to redo like a, a real redo of an episode but we also that, talked about baseball for about an hour and a half afterwards that, that is that's true. true that's true which you can get on after <laughs> you guys are really the things to say about the baseball topics that we talked about then. Yeah, so you guys are you guys aren't gonna know who i think is gonna win the third base job for the mets six weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, that that's that that went out because that went out that night. Like oh, I was good. smart and downloaded cool. and, and and but I that's the problem here is I downloaded that and like previously I had been downloading all of it all together, but since we had recorded everything kind of separately, like I forgot to go and download the actual episode. I downloaded the after the fact. So uh folks, if you're listening this far the after the fact that we recorded that night will come out tomorrow on the feed. But you, if you want it like now, yeah, shit. If you're a patron, you already have it because it went out already. Yo, <laughs> so thank you for yeah. being a friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we hope you dig none, none more black. You know, it's it's hard to wrap these up. You know, because it, it's not the same. Like we, it, it, this wasn't the same. But I. I gentlemen i think we did a great job uh you know recapturing our energy for for the love of this band and and i i feel like uh i feel like anybody who likes pop punk number one just push play don't even ask questions just push play you'll, right. you'll like this band yep. like that's that's the easy the easy sell um but if you like rock you know leave punk out of it for a second if you like rock push play give this a chance just literally give it a chance and I think it will grow what, on you. You might not know right away, but they can play some goddamn guitar. Yeah. Just, just oh, give yeah. it a little bit of time. You'll notice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you will. There's some things in there that just, yeah. it sounds like it shouldn't be punk rock, but it is. And it's just mind-blowing. So we'll close it with this. Uh, uh, Patreon.com slash oh, hi, Justin. Again, you get uh, after the fact conversations. There won't be one because we already did it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I mean, the other ones are all there. You have access. So you have to before it. the fact instead. Yes, and uh, also well, before if, the fact. Before the fact, and then you also have, um, you know, a monthly. Oh hi, Justin. You know, ish. 
Uh, you also get the program before the rest of the world. So, you know, that the, there's reasons to pledge to Patreon, including but not limited to getting access to certain channels in the Discord. Uh, also Just the- helping Justin, damn it. Yeah, like, yeah. that's if that's enough, if you like this podcast, just help Justin out because this is damn right. I, you know, I'm a podcaster myself, and this takes a lot of freaking work. But Justin works harder than I do because Justin is listening to about three or four bands, full catalogs, mostly bands that he doesn't know at one time because he wants to give you the opportunity to listen to them. That's also, it. dude, when you're like, when you're like, ask me what shows I want to do. And you're like, you want to hop in on Guided by Voices? I'm like, are you suicidal? <laughs> <laughs> it's did, you, did, you actually, did you actually listen to the entire Guided by Voices discography? There's like 6,000 no. songs. Yeah, that's not That's incredible. Happen. They're all like 54 minutes, uh, 54 seconds long. That is true, and too. By the way, you're going to love it. You're going to love every minute of it. That's great shit, man. But like, that's <laughs> too much. There like, is that's too that. much. Like, come on. Nobody needs that. I think like, John... The, you know what I mean? I think John put him on the board. He's usually pretty good at like finding the cut line. So I'll leave, okay. I'll leave that up to him. But uh, I mean, Pat- Patreon's dude, a, that is a daunting task. Hats yeah. off. <laughs> Patreon's a good place to help. Uh, Legionofstupid.com, also a great place to help or listen. Uh, the, all the episodes are there. You can listen to uh, Randy episodes. You can listen to Chris episodes. They're, they're all there. Easy, easy enough to find. All of them are just in episodes. Boom. I got to do it twice on a None More Black episode. Look at me. Um. <laughs> so legionstupid.com great place to help obviously we're on all the podcast platforms subscribe rate comment that is supposed to help but the best way you can help this program is by telling somebody that you listen to the program so I would I would greatly appreciate that more than words could ever say and with that none more black learn and love people we'll see you next week goodbye goodbye